Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Everything and More. On today's episode, we talked with James Emfield. He is a Soma Jiu-Jitsu black belt. And if you don't know much about martial arts or specifically Jiu-Jitsu, a black belt is a pretty big deal. Uh, it's a, an insane commitment. A dedicated person is going to be looking at 10 to 15 years to get their black belt. Uh, tons of knowledge, practice, failure, success, ups and downs, uh, and just developing as a person on the way there. Uh, you can definitely tell in the episode how mature he is for his age. Um, he sounds like a like a sage philosopher, um, and he's young. He runs a jiu-jitsu academy called Soma Jiu-Jitsu in Rexburg, Idaho. He has a family. He has a degree, I, I believe, in sociology. Just a very good, intelligent, fun person. And uh, I appreciate what he's done for me uh, in the beginning stages of jiu-jitsu and just going through that beginning, the beginning stages of learning and then teaching me some life lessons along the way. So really hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Have you seen that, that shirt that's being marketed on Facebook and it says, uh, Alio is watching. Uh -uh. You've seen that? It's like this little cartoon looking thing of Alio Gracie. It's like Alio is watching. (laughs) I saw one uh, yesterday. It has like a zombie on it who's hip throwing someone. And I was like, that looks pretty close. He looks pretty scary. <laughs> Maybe it was the same one, but yeah, there. I mean, as jujitsu gets bigger and bigger, there's definitely a lot of companies popping up here and there. Yeah, we, uh, my, uh, my mother-in-law. Every Christmas, it's a different shirt for jujitsu. She gets pretty creative. It's funny. That's awesome. Does but she design them? Some of them she does. I think this one she just bought. Cool. But tactical hugging. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Some of them are really fun. So. Uh, people are creative yes <laughs> um so as far as creativity um does that come into play in in jiu-jitsu like you know if you're a creative person or like t- okay we're gonna we're gonna go back what is jiu-jitsu <laughs> what is jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu is gentle art so it's uh i like to say martial art but man it's really different um self-defense that's what it was made for and uh what's cool about it is it's like the first thing that involves the small person beating the big guy it really is the david and goliath thing you know what i mean yeah um so it did it originate in japan it did so it started in japan um a long time ago and it was funny i was talking about this yesterday in class with the kids actually but um up until that point with jujitsu um, and, and like most martial arts, most forms of self-defense, it relies heavily on, um, physique and being young, being strong, being big. Right. And so, uh, that's really what was the adjustment. And that's kind of the question too, is it's like, well, what's the difference between Japanese or Brazilian jujitsu? I like it all. It's jujitsu. Yeah. People ask like, do you do Brazilian jujitsu? I'm like, yeah, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they say, do you do Brazilian or Gracie jujitsu? Yes, I do it all. But the, uh, the kind of the history behind it was uh, Carlos and Elio Gracie starting jiu-jitsu. Really, Elio's the one that made those adjustments because he was so small. He actually wasn't allowed to train um, for a long time because uh, he was so small. Like and this is in make, Brazil, right? That was in Brazil. Is at Carlos's uh, academy. Been reading a book about it, which is kind of cool. That kinda, is cool. Kind of learning all of What's it. What's the book? But, um, 
The Gracie Way. Okay. It's by Kid Peligro. Okay. Not done with it, but just kind of gives the history of the family and everything like that, which is really awesome. Yeah. So, but, uh, it was funny because Elio actually he wasn't allowed to train. Yeah, he would sit at Carlos's place. He was too he was too small and sick really to even go to school. He was, he was really ill as a child. But, um, what he just he watched and uh, it was funny how he got into training was Carlos would do lessons like we do. Yeah. And uh, one of the days Carlos was late, so Elio just taught the lesson did the 30 minute lesson and then by the end the guy was like no i don't want you as my instructor i want him (laughs) (laughs) which is probably something to swallow but um anyway so since then he was trained and he was kind of an instructor and had to make some of those adjustments to the jujitsu um so what basically what he says is um what he does is every position he puts a car jack right you can't lift a car i think we talked about this earlier but um you can't lift a car on your own, but you can uh, put a car jack under a car yeah. and lift it up. And he's like, I had to think about where, what I could do to, to change it and make it work for me. Um, and so he also kind of says, well, because of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, because of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, the little guy can spank the big guy. And the yeah. big guy better learn too, or he's going to get spanked by the little yeah. guy, right? And so kind of evens the playing ground. And so, um, you know, ladies come in, young young teenage girls and, you know, jiu-jitsu is for everybody. But when they come in, they're like, hey, we're looking for something that's going to help her. It's going to help her in her dating years. And I'm like, that's what jiu-jitsu is, though. Yeah. That is sexual assault defense. That's what. It's going to be on the ground. It's going to be um, in a position where instead of her learning online how to just punch him yeah. <laughs> and make him more angry and aggravate him, she learns how to put in a choke and put him put him to sleep. So that's kind of the difference between jiu-jitsu and other martial arts, which people don't know, is it's not striking heavy it's against striking it's completely realistic but instead i'm focused on taking you down to the ground um sitting on you waiting for the police to show up maybe choke you unconscious at the worst so i can get away um it's completely safe people are really scared about choking by the way about about strangling is the correct term but um they're they're nervous about it but it's completely safe when done right yeah because choking Choking versus strangling. Choking is going to be on the windpipe, right? Yeah. And then strangling is your your carotids that are coming up. Yep. Just stopping the blood flow from going to the brain. Yep. They fall asleep for a, temporarily. Yep. Yes. And and you can hold you know someone in a strangle for for a decent amount of time. Anything up to a minute, and you're you're okay. Um, but uh, uh, it's so much better. Yeah. Right? And unfortunately, we, we're so anti-strangle in the community. Um, we don't allow our police officers to do it. I'm pro-strangle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so much better than, than the other things we might have to do, right? Um, and that's what's cool to see, too, is actually these guys who have to use jiu-jitsu every week. And they come in and they say, hey, had to use this. If I hadn't have had this jiu-jitsu training, I would have had to do blank. Or I would have had to do this. I would have hurt this person. I would have even killed this person. It's like... Jiu-Jitsu does save lives in a way, (laughs) which is cool to see. Well, you even look at, I mean, probably highly controversial topic, but, you know, the whole George Floyd thing. Yes. You know, if he's actually kneeling on his neck for that long and who knows, like, what actually happened and everything. Right. Or strangle him, put him in handcuffs, put him in the back of the car, done. Yeah. Because it can be done fast, but people look at that and they go, you can't do that. You can't strangle someone out oh it's so it's, I, I mean it's it, safe it just i i see all the all the tactics for trying to cuff someone trying to try to detain them and it's like if he was asleep for a yeah. few seconds man it'd make things a lot easier and also makes it so that you don't have to have three guys on top of one guy if you have three guys that's great but yeah. 
and I see it when three police officers struggle under someone who's on something yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know oh, dude it's it's nuts yeah what being on something can do you've seen the videos of you know there's a guy coming at, at a police officer or at two of them the police officer has a the first one has a taser mm-hmm. he's coming at him with a knife he tases him doesn't even st- slow the guy down yep then i think it's the second police officer hits him with like five rounds doesn't stop just continues coming at him yep it's insane and it's, you know, adrenaline and hard drugs. Yes, something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, jiu-jitsu, uh, oh, it works. And and I get to talk with the guys who do it. And I, I don't want to be in that position. I don't have to do that every week. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I like what sure. I do. I like being able to do it for fun and get to teach people. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely those kinds of people that, that need it. Those guys need it, again, like ladies in general, I just, I go around and I try to, um, go around, teach church groups or, or, or young groups of ladies. And it's like, they need the jujitsu. They need to know what to do. So, yeah. Well, and we want, we want everybody to be safe. So how long is it before the police get there? You know, we've got to know those things. And once the police get there, we also want them to know what to do. Yeah. I don't want to be reliant on them. Right. Yeah. And be able to do what they need to do instead of being proverbally, per, I can't even talk, um, proverbally handcuffed. Yeah. So. Yeah, most, most of this, that's what's interesting is most of the videos I see online of anyone who has jiu-jitsu experience doesn't even involve them doing any kind of stranglehold or anything like that. It's typically they're sitting on them and waiting for police to come. That's what's really cool about it. It's kind of, it's really simple, but. Um, that's why the kids, I'm like, look, you've always have an adult, maybe not a police officer, but you have a teacher, you have a parent, you have someone within arm's length, within yelling length. You don't need to choke anybody. You don't need to do any of that. I want to teach you how to sit on someone yeah. so he doesn't punch you in the face. And then what's cool is half the time when they're nine years old, they're buddies by the end of it. You yeah. know what I mean? They don't get in trouble at school. They don't get suspended. They don't get expelled. Um, it's because they sat on the kid till he cried. Yeah. And so that's what's really interesting about the, the jiu-jitsu is that you're learning combat, you're learning how to fight people, but you're also learning those same principles you're learning to, to defeat someone, to, to, to fight them, you're also learning to become a better person. Yeah. Anyways, it's, it's weird. It's, you think it would be opposite, right? But the, the same principles, if taught correctly, that you're learning in combat are also the same principles you learn how to take care of somebody, how to, you know, live life morally. It's kind of cool. but Yeah, so statistically, there's probably less fights that happen among, like street fights of a jiu-jitsu black belt because they're just going to walk away. Yeah. That's for the, for the that's, part. That's the other thing cool, too, is like, I talked about this last night in class, but you've seen Cobra Kai. You've seen the stereotypical martial arts, right? Yeah. And some people like this. Some people like going on the mats and going to an, an academy. It may be jiu-jitsu, maybe not jiu-jitsu. And they like getting yelled at. They like the drill sergeant. For some reason, that entices them. They're like, oh, this is really cool. This is serious, right? And, and, and that's totally cool for them. But it is interesting how in martial arts in general, we teach about respect and honor and we teach about discipline. But the biggest jerk on the mats is the instructor, right? The guy <laughs> in general, right? Yeah. The guy who's been training the longest is like, look, if you don't respect me, I'm going to break you. And it's like, I don't think that's respect. I don't think that's honor, actually. Yeah. And so that's the cool thing about jiu-jitsu is you show up every day and you get your butt kicked every day. 
you know, yeah. right? You get choked <laughs> over yeah. and over. And so hopefully the goal is in jujitsu, the guy who's been training the longest is the most humble person there in the room and usually avoids the fights, doesn't, yeah. doesn't get in a fight. And that's what's cool to see in the kids too is I have over 200 kids that I teach right now between, you know, Rexburg and Idaho Falls. Even the ones who are having severe bullying problems usually don't end up using the jujitsu because they train for a few weeks, they train for a few months, and their head, they walk with their head a little bit higher, yeah. and people leave them alone. And it's not its not an intimidation thing. It's not a, a pride thing, like an I know jujitsu thing, but just, look, I have something to back it up now, Yeah. right? Um, there's a, a jujitsu instructor, um, I like his quote, I forgot his name, but he basically says, I teach my girls jujitsu so that their no is not a hollow request, right? And so... What that typically means is, man, I'm humble. I don't want to fight anybody. I, I, I never hope to, right? But if I need to defend myself, I can say no, but I have something to back it up. And they yeah. know that. They can tell. <laughs> yeah. And so we go over the verbal cues. We go over how to, how to talk to them verbally. But, um, but man, the jujitsu to back it up sure, sure helps. And then what? If you needed to use it, you sit on them. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. so gentle. It's so nice. Um, very Christian way of defending yourself. <laughs> the, the Christian martial art. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, was it Professor Strack that talked about that study that was done of like ex-prison people that they <laughs> they talked about yes. who who would get preyed upon? Yes. And it was if your yep. shoulders are slouched forward and you're walking with your head down, the the ex-cons were like, I'd prey on that person. Yes. But even if someone wasn't trained in any martial arts, but they were walking with their head back or their shoulders back, posture. head up, posture, yes. they're like, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't rob that person. That's very uh, Matt Strack as well. I think well, we might have talked about it, but he's he's hardcore kinesics and, and just, just body movement, posture, what's natural for the body. And I um, wasn't sure if like a college did it or something like that. But yeah, yeah they just had, had ex-convicts uh, say, hey, I, I would... I would pick on that person or I wouldn't pick on that person. Interesting. You know it, what I mean? It is interesting. And, and that's what, um, uh, uh, in hopefully a not boastful way, but what like I've learned from a very young age, and this wasn't even just, you know, my dad's my instructor, and so he's taught me this on the mats, but he's taught me off the mats as well. There's reasons why we need to keep these traditional values and tra traditions of being men in our society. We open her door, not just because we're gentlemen, we open her door. Why do we open her door? we open the lady's door so that we make sure she gets in the car safely, right? It was actually a safety thing. It was actually traditionally what? So you make sure her dress doesn't get caught on anything on, on the wagon, right? Okay. I mean, I mean, yeah. it goes back to why, why do we do that, why, right? And so even uh, what's really interesting, my, my wife just doesn't understand this, right? But we'll go into a gas station and I know how to look and observe the area, right? You open a girl's door right into a car or whatever. By the way, when you go into a, a, a restaurant or, um, or a gas station, I'm actually the first one to go in the door, right? Why is that? Because there's people in the door. I need to make sure the place is safe, right? And it's, and it's this guy thing, right, where we go and we just, it's unspoken, but who's the top dog in the room, right? And, uh, and there's so many, again, back to like that ex-convict thing, there's so many times where you'll be walking with someone and that guy is seeing, okay, am I going to rob this person? I'm going to attack this person. Is he making eye contact with me? Is he saying, hey, good morning, right? Is he, is he yeah. doing those things? Um, 
And uh, so again, my, my wife, she's like, man, we'll walk into a gas station. There's some, you know, bearded, tattooed guy dragging an axe through the gas station and, yeah. he'll, and he'll do the head nod thing or he'll say, hey, right? And she's like, how do you get his attention? I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I'm just eye contact. Yeah. You know, I'm looking around. I'm willing to look at people. I'm not looking at the floor. I'm, I'm confident in what I can do. And it's not even, oh, I, I think I can beat that guy. That's not what it is. I'm yeah. just, I'm confident. I'm, I like to present myself properly, especially when my wife's behind me or my kids are behind me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, that's what people are looking for usually, you know, when they, uh, I don't know if they want to do something. I, anyways, yeah. takes care of a lot, doesn't it? The, it does. The The posture and the masculinity is funny because um, I've had a few times people have been like, are you, are you ex-military? I'm like, yeah. no. Why do you ask? Oh, you just look like you'd be ex. And I'm, I have no idea what it yeah. is. But my guess is you connect military with kind of masculinity and I mm-hmm. walk around confident. Yes. So then it's, oh, you, you must be military. No, you don't want to mess with a Marine. Yeah, right? exactly. Walk like <clears throat> him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, jiu-jitsu and uh, military is pretty cool how that it's kind of working its way into military a little more. Yes. Again, it works. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was, uh, like, everyone talks about Jocko and Joe Rogan, right? Um, but Jocko, one of his very first classes, uh, combat classes, uh, they brought in a, a little old guy, and he goes to teach him, and he's just he's just taking everybody out. Yes. You know, he's just beating everybody, and he's like, I got I got to do this jiu-jitsu thing. Yeah. You know, gets into it, and then obviously transfers over to every part of the their, their missions and the SEALs and everything, but... I probably have one or two people a month come in just because Joe Rogan or Jocko told them to come in. Yeah. Because they're so enthusiastic about it. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the funny thing is like them and anyone, you know, if you have someone who does jujitsu, they're very, what? They're very uh, enthusiastic about it. They're yeah. very hooked. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they want you to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Evangelists. So, yes. I was going to say almost <laughs> religious, right? Let's not go there. But yeah, <laughs> there's a few things that come before jujitsu, of course, but... But uh, uh, yeah, no jiu-jitsu works, and it's it's in the military, it's in the law enforcement. We've we've um, we've done just about just about everything as far as um, uh, helping people in those areas. We've done Secret Service. We've done a lot of uh, a lot of things. It's funny when those guys you know that are undercover are in the academy, and they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna go take a, a week vacation," uh-huh. and you hear about <laughs> some serial killer in Yellowstone or something who's out there and. Anyways, he's back at the end of the week, and you're like, "Hey, how's your vacation? Oh, it was really good." <laughs> we can see right through that, but 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 it works, and so, um, you know, even even I guess in those lethal kind of scenarios, yeah, close range jujitsu is is what you need, and I think the goal probably is maybe a little bit different in those in those areas, but man, hand to hand jujitsu is yeah. um, what you need. So one of my first classes with you guys was uh, taking a gun away. Yeah. Um, you know, from someone that was close. Yes. So I have one of those little yellow <clears throat> fake guns dummy as well. Guns, and yeah. Dummy guns. And so we were doing it yesterday with Heber and Heber. Got, so Heber's six. Yes. Seven. At least something like that. I'm, I, I'm bad with the ages of my kids. Um, he's six. I know. Yes. He's six. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, um, so I'm doing it. You know, he takes it away from me and then I take it away from him and he goes, but dad, what if I was the bad guy and I just step back? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, good, <laughs> good, good point there. This is the the joke about, you know, getting like a black belt in jujitsu is, you know, your requirement to, to get a black belt is you have to have a concealed. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have an enhanced license or, you know what I mean? It's like, that's the equivalent is jujitsu doesn't do everything. Yeah. Right. And so, um, what we joke about when we first will do hand, you know, firearm defense is okay. Now, if he's further than five, 10 feet away, your move is to kneel down and pray. Yeah. Right. And say goodbye. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's some reality to that, but that's why, you know, there's people who are like, oh, well, I, I have a firearm. I don't need jujitsu. And I'm like, well, I, I think there's some jujitsu to learn there. There's also people on the other end that are like, oh, well, my skills are good enough. I don't, I don't need to defend myself with, with a firearm. And it's like, I'm yeah. very, I'm very pro carry. Um, and, uh, when it comes to those situations, jujitsu is for when I run out of ammo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Mine was the opposite. I've attempted to be proficient for 15 years in, in firearms and, you know, right. close quarters combat sort of stuff. But what happens when I'm really close? Yeah. You and know, sometimes it's no, not even no that close. Like sometimes you, again, uh, um, I've, I've, I've heard about those, those, um, where they test it out even with knife defense. And it's like, even when you have a firearm with, when you're within what? Yeah. I mean, feet, I think 20 feet, some, I mean, they, sometimes like the 21 foot rule, but we tested that once with, uh, Adam Boyce and Spartan mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a, a martial blades concepts, uh, knife, knife self-defense yeah. instructor. I think you've told me about it. Yeah. He's way cool. Um, we've tested it and it, it's, it could be further than the 21 yeah. feet. I mean, to yeah. actually get your gun out and place well-placed shots, it just might not happen. Yep. So you need both. You need both. You need both yeah. for sure. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's awesome. What um, what got you into jujitsu? Dad. Yeah. Um, dad uh, was always kind of into martial arts. He he grew up in uh, a small town, um, in Utah. I mean, fights every day, bones broken, pretty, pretty rough. Just growing up. Anyways. Yeah. Some some people have that. Some people don't. Like uh, the Brazil of. Of yes. United States, they uh, have Valetuda fight, fights and yes, it was um, was it Huntington? Anyways, uh, so I think he started Kempo Karate when he was about eight or nine. Did it consistently. Um, competed pretty heavily as well, and uh, did really well. Um, what was funny with the jiu-jitsu was uh, the Gracies obviously were in Brazil came to the U.S. really to show that jiu-jitsu worked. So they showed up to California, did the Gracie Challenge, right? They offered yeah. out a ton of money um, to see whoever could beat them. You know, all the videos are on YouTube of the yeah. Gracie Challenges, right? I mean, bare knuckle. And what was great is these Gracie guys weren't even punching anybody. They'd smack you upside the head to show you they could. But And then ultimately it came down to UFC. It was, it was actually the jiu-jitsu guys who started the UFC. They put it on to show that jiu-jitsu worked. Um so that's kind of where my dad came into the jujitsu was, you know, as a karate guy, he's watching and he's seeing these karate guys, these, these boxing guys, all these guys get beat by this little Hoist Gracie. He wasn't rooting for Hoist. He was, you know, rooting for the karate guys. Yeah. And, uh, so he went into his first, um, class. I think he'd done a little bit of judo as well before as well, but went into his first class at the Pedro Sauer Academy down in Utah and they put a 16 year old girl on him. And she just destroyed him for an hour, right? And uh, she probably had a year or two of experience. I think she had a blue belt on. Yeah. She's a black belt now. You wouldn't mess with her. Cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, she's really nice and just patting him on the head. Hey, you did great, Jared. And, <laughs> um, 
And so like since then, yeah, and I watch everyone have to go through that of like, okay, I just got my butt handed to me. Should I learn this and swallow my pride or is it too much? And I watch people who walk out the door because it's too much. I try not to put a teenage girl on you the first day. Yeah. Hopefully not, right? But uh, that's what it was for him. And um, and so uh, for a long time since then, that was in 94, 95, I believe. Um, and uh, since then, we kind of did both for a bit. We did karate and jujitsu. Now for the last 15 years, we've just done jujitsu. So we fully converted yeah. to it. I mean, it's it's the best. And so that's what I also mentioned to people as well. Is it's like, I'm not even jujitsu from the beginning. We, we had done other things. We yeah. had done karate. We had done... Um, and those have their places as well. Um, my dad still has a solid striking foundation. And so cool. later on in jiu-jitsu, you learn how to strike if you needed to, right? Um, but jiu-jitsu is where it's at. And so we've converted basically yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to that. But that's where it started was um, was the Pedro Sauer Academy in, uh, in Utah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. That is cool. So... What is the the link there? Because it's pretty close to the Gracies, right? So Pedro Sauer was... Yes. So it starts with Elio Gracie. I talked about him and Carlos, who kind of started the jiu-jitsu. Their sons are the Gracie Gracie sons. I talked about Hoyce. He's the one yeah. who's in the UFC, right? Um, and there's a lot of other sons there. Pedro Sauer is technically not one of the sons, but he's the one who was with them, who's cool. getting into trouble, yeah. needed jiu-jitsu. And so he's the one who I say is not a... Uh, Gracie, his last name's not Gracie, but he's a Gracie. And so yeah. um, one of the best teachers around. Um, when my dad got there, Pedro Sauer was my dad's instructor, but Matt Strack was basically running the academy at that point and um, was really his mentor. And so that's kind of where that connects. Um, and uh, so really it's through Alio and, and Hickson mostly and Pedro Sauer is, is where, where it comes through to Matt and to, to dad to Jared. So that's pretty cool. So when did the life lessons start to happen as far as like the Gracie's go? Cause you know, it's, Hey, we can beat everybody in a fight. Yes. But now I go to a, a jujitsu class and you're like a philosopher, you're like <laughs> teaching stoic philosophy. And then you leave the class. You're like, I, I just got a lesson from a philosopher and yeah, you feel today. spiritually uplifted, right? Yeah. I think there's a time to fight and there's a time to to be a bit more uh, uh, that way. I was joking about this because uh, with dad, I said, hey, when are you going to become the the guru, you know, instead of the fighter? I should be the fighter. You should be the the guy who just meditates all day, right? But um, uh, when Carlos and, and Elio kind of started their thing, eventually Carlos was a bit older and, and became that way more of people came to him for advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was more like the the old grandpa. You know what I'm saying? And Elio was the one who was fighting people. And so I guess part of it is jujitsu was still being proven. They needed to come and say, hey, this thing works. Come yeah. test us out, right? And so that's why the Gracie Challenge was there. Um, even when I was still growing up, we did a lot of those challenge fights. I, I still have done a lot of those myself. And so a lot of it is time. Jiu-jitsu is proven now, and so I don't need to fight people. Yeah. I think that's also personally I've fought. I've proven what I have to prove. And so, um, I would rather just not now I, I, if someone wants to come in and throw down, I, I, they can go somewhere else. Yeah. I'd rather just have my group and do my own thing. And that's kind of where I'm at. It's funny because I'm, I'm very young, but I, uh, I'm too old for that already. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. funny, but again, those 
same principles you learn in fighting apply to your life. And so uh, it's, it's a weird connection, but um, if you're doing jujitsu right, you should be becoming a better person. You know, when I'm grumpy, my wife sends me to class. She sends me straight to class. She's like, go train. Because yeah. I'm going to come home, and I didn't beat anybody up. I got beat up the whole yeah. time, and I'm just grinning, right? Um, and I'm a better person. I'm going to put the kids to bed, and I'm, I'm excited. And, and so that's my goal, end goal, is that I don't teach raw jujitsu. I don't just teach jujitsu. I teach morality. And so uh, we have values, we have standards, we have a code that you follow to be part of the team. And uh, you need to be living your life correctly. If you don't treat your wife, you don't treat your kids, you don't treat other people respectfully, you're not in the right place, then we don't, we don't have space for you. And it's not to be, to be rude or anything, right? And everyone has something that they need to improve on. We're not perfect, right? Yeah. But you need to be living your life correctly. And so um, that's why when people come interested in jujitsu, they come meet with me now face to face. They come meet with me for 10 minutes. I want to see them in their eyes. Yeah. It's not about numbers for me. It's not what it's about. I want to help people, whether it's, and, and I've always said this, I'd rather have 10 good people than a hundred jerks. Yeah. And so we, what we do different is I don't bring everyone in. In fact, I will have some weeks where I will turn two, three people away a week. And again, it's because they're looking for something else that I don't have. I yeah. can't sell them something I don't have. Um, and so it's not about the numbers for me. I want people who are going to help the team, who are going to help contribute. And they're going to benefit as well at the same time. Yeah. Well, and it's such a... <clears throat> I don't want to say give and take because that's the wrong the wrong verbiage for it. But you know, if you're going to roll with someone around Dory 30 minutes, 45 minutes, right? it has to be the type of person that can submit you, but is willing to get submitted. Yeah. You know, there's gotta be that compassion mixed with wanting to learn just kind of, yeah, it's, it's cool. And it's, and, and you've done a really good job at getting that person and multiplying that person in the gym. And that's what I hear. People, people come in, they train for a few weeks and they're like, how did you just land all these good people? And I'm like, it wasn't an accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And so, um, you know, we've been in Idaho Falls for 30 years. Um, I've seen my dad, I've seen Professor Strack, even at his academies, have times where people will even get a few years in and they need something different. Yeah. And they need to do their own path. It's your own journey in jiu-jitsu. Um, so since we're new in Rexburg, we're, what, two years in January since we moved in with you guys. Um, uh, I've been trying to hit it really hard. Hit it really hard. And, and that's part of it just because everyone's really new. They're they're very beginner. Um and uh, those few people have been training for a little bit longer who are blue belts. I hit them really hard too. They're big brother. Everyone yeah. looks up to them, right? Um, it's a college town. I have a lot of visitors, a lot yeah. of people who come in who, I'll even have a lot who come in and say, hey, I, I don't want to come do the classes. I just want to come in and, and roll with you guys. And I don't take that as an insult, but what does it say? I'm not here to learn. I'm not here to help the team. I just want to prove myself, test myself. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Yeah. And and there are other places that maybe do have time for that. I just don't have time for that. I really need to focus on my students and helping them learn as much as possible. And so I guess there is a bit of, uh, although I want everyone to know jujitsu, jujitsu is for everybody. Soma jujitsu is not for everyone. Um, there's a bit of seclusion and isolation that I actually like. There's a reason why when we started in Idle Falls, we started down in a basement. Right. And we're still down in that basement after 30 years is because people don't see us. We like to stay in our own corner, kind of do our own thing. And uh, anyways, it's kind of cool. I yeah, like it. That is cool. You started competing at a pretty young age, right? Yeah. 
Um, probably eight or nine. Was that fight that I saw yesterday, was that your first fight? Or was the first fight that you landed a triangle? That was my first tournament. I think it was 2008. Cool. Um, and uh, I did pretty well. It was, it was cool. Um, Competing is a huge part of jiu-jitsu, and a lot of people come in just because uh, uh, jiu-jitsu, like a lot of martial arts, um, changes, and um, a lot of the time now it's um, very competition-focused. We kind of stick to our roots, and we, we focus on self-defense, but it helps with the co- competition anyways. And so yeah. um, I've gotten to compete quite a bit. Haven't competed for a couple of years. Sometimes you go compete, and you're like, man, that was so cool. I want to do that again. Sometimes you compete as well, and you're like, eh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and so... I don't know. I guess a lot of people argue that there's no progression. If you don't compete, there's no drive. Um, I think there's some huge drive to competing, and that's why I, I like I, I like to do that. Um, I'm, I'm still young. I, I think I think it's cool to try. I think also that I take a lot of joy in teaching, Yeah. being an instructor, getting to help the beginner. For um, sure. I think there's a lot of drive that can be outside of competing as well. But, but yeah, started, started um, competing... What, a while ago and most of them are just in the area in Utah and Boise and stuff like that I've done a few also in LA and Vegas and done the big ones as well mostly got beaten <laughs> when I go down there there's nothing worse than flying you know a few hours paying a lot of money staying over in LA and and then doing a 30 second match before you get choked and then it's all over <laughs> right but man you learn a lot you learn it, a lot right and those matches you you remember and you learn a ton. You don't forget that mistake you made. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the cool things about jujitsu is you know, you go to class and you get you get choked ten times. Yeah. Like I I lost ten times today. Yes. Or I learned ten times, ten times how to yeah. get better. Whoever taps the most wins uh, uh, learns the most really. And so that is the difference between jujitsu in class and jujitsu at a tournament or even in a self defense situation is when you come to class, you're there to learn. When you go to a tournament, you do learn, of course, yeah. but you're there to win. And, and so you are there to do your best. Um, and uh, so you're definitely not giving and taking probably as much as For sure. if you were in <laughs> class. Like, I'm going right? to let this guy, <laughs> I'm let this guy tap me. Yep. Um, what kind of mindset do you have to get into for competition? I mean, is it that just, you know, I'm here to, Take kind of take me through it. What's your yeah. mindset as far as when you're going? The to intensity is definitely the next level, and so I, I try to prepare people for that. Of course, um, I try not to worry too much about it. I think I think the biggest thing is you show up to a tournament, you go to compete, and you're you're worried about what's going to happen, and there's a huge adrenaline rush. That's the thing, though, is you show up at eight in the morning, and there's this huge adrenaline rush, and and you're a little bit nervous, you're freaked out. And your match isn't till three in the afternoon. Yeah. And by that time you're wasted, you know? And so, you know, I've always said this, my dad said this too, is just put in some music, do your own thing. I I bring my family typically, and I like to just be with my girls um, and uh, not worry about it too much. And then when they call me up, I'm ready to go. And so I guess, I don't know, there needs to be a balance there. I also can't go in and, be so distracted that I'm going to get, get beat. Um, so I, I do need to get ready. Um, but I also don't want to worry about it. If that makes sense. There's some really good jujitsu competitors, um, world-class guys who will learn how to sleep on the mats before their match. Right. Like literally fall asleep. They'll take a nap because when they wake up, they're, 
ready to go. Yeah. That's kind of the cool thing about jujitsu is again, jujitsu is gentle art. It's about technique. It's about leverage. And so yes, going in, there is an intensity to it, but if you're going, you know, crazy hard and your jujitsu goes out the window, yeah, you're not doing it right. And so that person who, you know, falls asleep on the mats, he actually wakes up and he's doing his jujitsu. Yeah. Even though he's there to win, he's, he's doing his thing. It's kind of cool. And I I think that kind of transfers to a lot of sports. So, you know, you look at CrossFit, if they're really amped up in the beginning and they go out hot, then you, you go out hot, you lose it fast too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a friend who's a, he's the number four bull rider in the world right now. And he's like, uh, when I'm getting on a bull, I'm, I'm chewing bubble gum and just trying to relax. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, you're about to get on a bowl. And that's part of it too is is you've been trained. You've learned it. Now just let it express itself, right? Um, this is a good example at tournaments is when you go to a jiu-jitsu tournament or any kind of, re- even wrestling, this is a thing too, right? You even have a little kid. He's, he's six years old. He just started wrestling or jiu-jitsu. He goes out there. Coach is yelling at him, bloody murder, just yelling, do this, do this, don't do that, do this, right? Parents are yelling at him. Grandma and grandpa came in to watch him too. They're yelling at him. Yeah. He loses his match. No wonder he's bawling by the end of it because everyone's yelling at him. Now, they're not angry at him, but a six-year-old can't tell the difference. Yeah. Right? And so when you watch, and, and part of it too, I think, is sometimes instructors want to yell out and, I don't know, they want their students to do well, but they want to yell out what they know, right? Yeah. They want to show off what they know, at least in a way. And so when you watch, I mean, I'll have to show you the videos. Because Dad and I have been around each other for a while, yeah. by the way. <laughs> but when I do my competition matches, he sits there. And this he, he does this with everyone. But him and I have a connection where he can still coach me anyways. There's no yelling involved at all. And the general idea, too, is as a coach, you've taught this student. He goes into a match. What are you going to yell out that's actually going to make a difference to him winning or losing? Right? Yeah. Like, like again, he's been trained. What, like, why are you yelling for him to do every step? He's learned it. Let him do his thing, right? Whether he wins or loses, we yeah. need to see where he's at. And so um, you'll see occasionally where I'm in a match. I want to make a, a video, just a compilation of it, because I have two, three or four examples where I'm in a match. I get stuck for a minute. I look over, and he just kind of hand signals, and he's like, do this. And I know exactly what he means, and I do it, and it helps me. And so there's a few times where I might get stuck for just a minute. And he's like, hey, try flipping over. Like just little teeny things like, hey, this is where I think I would go. And he's like, okay, right. And we're not even speaking. That's the funny thing. We're doing yeah. sign language That's to cool. each other. And uh, we've just been training <laughs> long enough together that um, that you can you can see that connection there. When I needed help, I would look over. Yeah. Right? So. Well, that's the ultimate coach. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. You know, right? just that, that symbiosis. Uh, well, when you watch the, the pros, right, you're talking about Danaher, right? When Gordon Ryan goes and does his match, he's not yelling yeah. over at Gordon what to do. Now, Gordon's the next level than what my students are, but same thing. Like, he's been training. Why would you be yelling yeah, What are you going to teach in that he moment? He sits and watches. And when emotion goes up, intelligence goes down, and... Yep. yep. Yeah. All, which, I guess, in that setting, it would be when emotion goes up, your skills go down. Yes. That's why I always say I have people who come in, they're like, well... I want to compete as a white belt before, you know, I go up against the blue belts because they're going to be harder. No, the white belts are just berserk. Yeah. Go do the blue belts because they'll actually retain some of the jujitsu and you'll actually have a good time yeah. <laughs> instead of just getting your, your head slammed in, you know. It's a great experience. A lot of people uh, 
we'll go do a turn. I, I always say, Hey, you know, you don't have to do it. You can, you can do it if you want, but, uh, um, do it and, and have a good experience. Try it and see yeah. if you like it. You know, I just fear for those adults, especially those kids who might have a bad experience competing yeah. and not want to do jujitsu. And they say that's jujitsu. And it's like, that's, that's part of it. It's not all of jujitsu though. For so sure. as long as it drives them, I've, we had a few who went to the tournament, um, month ago and most of them got beat it was their first tournament right a lot of them came back the next week like okay i got caught in this and this and this i need to start training hard i need to do another day in class i need to you know i want to do this again i want to do better next time and I'm like okay that helps i like yeah. that i like that so well, that's the mental preparation going up to it you know if if the idea is i'm just going to go compete and then you go compete and you get beat and you don't have the person that's there saying hey that's that's part of that's part of competing. You are going to lose and yeah. that's, that's okay. That's how you yeah. learn, you know, it gets them almost excited. Like, Hey, we can go and I can lose. And that means I'm going to get better at this. And it's just that, that, that coach relationship, coach client relationship. This is still the difference between how I see me coaching my students and maybe other places that are again, more focused on competing. There are a lot of places where, um, you get promoted by winning tournament matches. You get uh, um, you progress by by doing well in jujitsu, right? My um, when I go home and I'm satisfied from from my job or the jujitsu doing its work is when I have that guy who's been training for a month, right? And I have this all the time. It's usually guys, right? And they're like, "Hey, I've been training a month. I know you've been talking to me about calming down, not trying to use all my muscle. I also have been taking a deep breath when my wife yells at me now, and I don't yell back at her." You know, or when I'm at work, I'm not, you know, too quick to anger when, when a customer does this or this happens. And it's like, that is for me more progress than anything they could do in jujitsu. And so don't get me wrong to get to the next level. Your jujitsu needs to be at the next level as well. But again, that's paired with morality. And so, um, I don't care what age you are. I don't care, you know how fast you learn or how slow you learn, right? M fields were dummies. We had to spend twice as much time on the mats to, to get where everybody else is getting, although people don't see that, right? But um, that's, what, that's what makes me satisfied is when I start to hear that is, yeah. man, I've really learned how to calm down in my life too. You know what I'm saying? And that's the cool thing about the jiu-jitsu is you get to do combat two, three times a week. And then when someone mouths off at you at the Walmart parking lot, it's not that bad because yesterday I was trying to kill you, yeah. right? And so it's nothing compared to that. And uh, it, what for adults, it gets our wiggles out. For yeah. us guys, it really it's an outlet. Yeah, That's what so, it is. So meditative. Yes. Like the last few Rondoris that we've done, I'm done and I'm like, I haven't really thought for the last 30 minutes. It's therapeutic. Yeah. You get to come in, and this is what it means when you bow on the mats, is you're showing respect, you're showing gratitude, but you're saying, and this is a huge uh, um, life lesson, is I'm leaving my day behind me for an hour and a half. I'm going to focus only on jujitsu. And it's not empty brain. It's not laziness. Yeah. You are focused. You're trying to focus on one thing, but that's the only thing you're focusing on. You don't have to worry about yeah. stress. You don't have to worry about your job, right? I was... Uh, uh, heading to jujitsu once with my wife, right? She was training at the time, but before she <laughs> decided to have babies and yeah. all that. Yeah. And we were talking about what do couples talk about finances? We were talking about bills, right? And uh, we get on the mats and I start class and she continues the conversation. Nothing wrong on her. Oh, yeah. 
And for a minute, I was like, why are we, why are we, wait a second, hold on a second. We don't talk about finances on the mats. I don't have to worry about any money on the mats ever. I don't have to worry about paying my bills when I'm on the mats. That's what's cool yeah. about it, right? And this is why when I have guys who come in who are trying to get out of off of alcohol, they're trying to get off of heroin or whatever, right? I'm like, okay, look, you need to keep a clean record. You got to update me, right? Yeah. We got to do all these things. But jujitsu helps people get out of even these addictions that are yeah. that are really, really hard. It's because they're training, they're focusing on on one thing and they don't have to worry about their addictions. They don't have to worry about their vices either. Yeah. You know, So it's a, it's a very... Um, focused, but also just very relaxing at the same time. Meditative, I think is what you yeah. said. And that's, that's right. Yeah. Well, and that outlet, I, I helps a ton of people with addiction. Uh, when and it's, and it's addiction too, to interrupt you. No, you're great. But even outside of addiction, the guys in their thirties and forties, the depression rates, the suicide rates. Oh yeah. We, we finish college, we finish our education. We don't learn another dang thing in our lives. And we get stuck in this routine between work and and uh, and family, family's great, right? But we get stuck in this routine and we don't do anything for ourselves. We don't do anything out of the ordinary. And so that's what I mostly see outside of even those extreme cases is guys just need something else in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I totally agree, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I haven't looked, there's a there's a book. I was on Audible and I was looking at jiu-jitsu books and yeah. there was one that was something about uh, using, using jiu-jitsu for addiction. I was like, if they're writing books on it, yeah, it's, it's uh, and, and I mean, even I can totally see that, you know, you have mm -hmm. something and that that's something that's so strong in your mind or physical addiction or whatever it is, you start to go to jujitsu, you're learning something, you're immersed in it, like you said, yeah. you're focused on something, then you get that time that's focused energy or kind of meditative as far as rolling after class. It, I, it and I have this maybe replaces the addiction in a way. I have guys who are are single, uh, uh, Rexburg, BYU Idaho, right? And they're they're engaged or they're dating, and they're like, "Look, I want to get married. I don't want to get into trouble with this girl." Yeah. So, I know it sounds silly, but instead of being hurt with her and doing you know nothing and just hanging out and maybe getting into trouble, I'm here instead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just just important. Like, hey, bring her. Bring her yeah. with you. There's nothing going to happen on the mats. He's, he's actually just learning some moves to put on her while they're making that's out. That's right. Yeah. No, he's learned <laughs> how to choke her. Isn't that great? But um, uh, uh, so that's that's what I get a lot is just like, and this is ultimately where it comes to. And, and don't forget, I get I also see people on the other end who are like, you don't need therapy. You only need jujitsu. And it's like, if you've got some major problems going on, don't get me wrong. AA is a great thing to do with yeah. jujitsu, right? It's not just jujitsu, but... Um, Part of uh, what's special, especially about what we do, I talked about how we do something special and, and we're becoming better people. It's because we have our priorities set in line, though. Um, there are plenty of people and plenty of, of people that I have trained with who are on the mentality that jujitsu comes first because it's so addictive and yeah. because it's such a good thing. Too much of a good thing can still be a bad thing. And so very clearly, God and family come before my jujitsu. I always say jujitsu is a very distant third place, yeah. right? Yeah. And then after God and family, I'm going to train my jujitsu, right? And uh, once you have those priorities set in line, I feel like your jujitsu is going to be even better and you're going to be a better person when you have those things set. But again, no, I'm not going to divorce my wife if she tells me to stop jujitsu. I'll quit jujitsu tomorrow if she tells me to, right? That would be really hard. Yeah. I love it. It's my life, right? But 
my family's comes first. That they're they're my life before jujitsu, right? And so that is what's special with us. Is it is that family centered? It is that family first. And so I had a new student start last month, and he came in to meet me the the day after his daughter was born, his first girl, right? Yeah. That's how much he wanted to do jujitsu, right? Got him to do jujitsu. He got him into class. He's like, I'm just not sure. And I'm like, okay, look, here's a flexible schedule. We can try to make this work. And he gets to like his second class. And I talk, I give that talk about how family comes first. And if you, if your family's not in the right place, I will make you leave until it's right. Yeah. He didn't come back. Right. I called him up last week and I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? He's like, you said family comes first. I need, I need to focus on my family right now. I need to focus on my marriage. And I was like, okay, Hey, here's what we'll do. We'll put your membership on pause you know, come back when you're ready. Everything will be the way, just like when you started. We'll just, yeah. we'll just pick up. I'll follow up with you in a few months. Um, but you need to figure that out first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that is someone who understands, I think he's in a situation he needs to, right? Yeah. Um, and hopefully I can make it balanced. Hopefully I can do both. But if For it sure. comes down to it, yes, family comes first, right? And I've talked to this about my wife, uh, uh, to my wife about this is, is, um, I do a lot of jujitsu every day, but it's because it's my job. If I wasn't getting paid to get beaten up every day, I wouldn't be training as much as I am, right? Yeah. And so people, that's why I say people train and they look at me and they're like, oh, well, you know, James trains like so much more. And it's like, this is my job. This is what I do full time. And don't get me wrong, I'm very blessed to get to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very young. I, I say I'm retired is what I say, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm in my 20s and I'm retired. And uh, my wife doesn't like it when I say that, but... But again, if it wasn't my job, I wouldn't, again, I would be out working. I was sure. focusing more on, 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 even more on family, but jujitsu has allowed me to be a job to even, even when I, my family misses me, they come on the mats with me. They come to a class. You've seen that where they come, yeah. they come oh, hang yeah. out on the side. They don't have to ever be away from me ever if I don't want them to. You know that's what I'm cool. It's, it's cool. Well, <clears throat> that's the ultimate. You're passionate about something. Mm -hmm. You have figured out how to turn that passion into some monetary benefit. Yes. I mean, that really is the goal. You know, yes. if, and that's why the competing thing, too, is like competition's really great. The limelight's great. There's no money in that. Yeah. There is money and satisfaction getting to teach people and, and, and run an academy, um, which I've gotten to do recently. Yeah. I'm very new to that the last, well, again, year and year and almost two years now, yeah. um, which is really cool. Well, for being new at it, you're really good at it. So <laughs> right. my, my wife was just saying this morning, she's like, I. She's had a lot of coaches and we know a lot of coaches and, and mingle with a lot of coaches in a lot of different things, whether that's CrossFit or powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting, gymnastics, jiu-jitsu, whatever it is. Yes. She's like, James is one of the best coaches that, I, and I'm not trying to give you a big head, but yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't get one anyways. I hope not. Um, but the lessons that you teach, we've talked about that the entire podcast is, is, um, the life lessons that come with jiu-jitsu. Yes. And that, that's been cool because. I start. I wanted to start it because, like I said, I I was I'm decent at firearms. Yeah. I'm not decent at anything hand to hand. Yes. Like I want to do jujitsu because obviously jujitsu. And then the best. this guy's like, talking about, you know, values and stuff. Yeah. Right? And it, it was great. <laughs> it was like, which is something that I care about and am passionate about already. Like, I 100% agree. Uh, God, family. Yes. And then you can do some other things. Yes. So if I'm already passionate about it, I go, those values all align, and we get to learn some 
martial art, which is the best martial art. Yes. Like I always heard, if you are ever going to be on your back, like, you know, someone punches you on your back or whatever it is, like the, the jujitsu guy, if you're on your back, you have the advantage. Yes. I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I started it just because I thought it was cool. But now I'm, it is cool. It is cool. <laughs> and, you know, I again, um, it's it's set in line with my priorities. Right. But it is number three for me. And and, and I, I do it a lot. Um, so when I do have people come in who are like, hey, I just want to do this for a hobby. Man, sometimes I struggle with that. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, I want you to be committed. I want you to tr- to get good at this. Right. But if you're only there for fun, too, like that's that's OK. Yeah. Like, like jujitsu plays a bigger or smaller role in other people's lives. And I need to be okay with that. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I struggle. I have to sit with my wife. Just like, well, hold on a second. Not everyone sees jujitsu the way you do. Right. But then it ends up being, a, a, I think, a bigger thing in our lives than we thought. Right. Because again, yeah. most people like, I heard jujitsu was the best or no, you're the first place I saw. I just came in and, yeah. um, and so, uh, but, but hopefully it turns out to be, be even a better experience than you think when you first come in. Right. Yeah, for so. sure. So, I would hear about people coming to CrossFit and they would sit in the parking lot. I think I've told you this. And I'm like, why would they just sit in the parking lot and not come in? I don't, I don't get it. Like we're welcoming, we're inviting. Yeah. It's a little intimidating, but like, you've got this. Yes. And then I drove to Idaho Falls and I sat and I sat in your parking lot Yep. and you're welcoming and you're inviting and you're there to teach people and everyone has to start somewhere. But in my mind, I was like, I don't know anything. I don't want to make a fool of myself. Like all of this stuff that everyone that's sitting in the CrossFit parking lot is saying. And then you just kind of have, you just make yourself go. I came the next time and I was like, I need to give myself six months. Like I'm going to be uncomfortable for six months. And it was only uncomfortable for half of the first class is what it ended up being. Yeah. And it was my uncomfortable. It was my mind. Everybody was super welcoming. Everybody wants you there. They but understand you get in your that you own don't way a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you get in your own way. I didn't get that because I remember that uh, you did that, and I was like, "Man, what? What is it?" Yeah. It Until was, I it came me. and did my first sit in the parking lot here. Yeah. What a month ago. Yeah. I didn't tell you, but uh, I, I went to Kaylee and I was like, "I remember Tyler had that. Now I get it." Yeah. Because <laughs> I had the same thing. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, after a few days, it gets better. It it does. So we we really try, um, and that's what's special about about so much jujitsu is I, I try to not you know we're always we're always helping everyone but i try to not make it where hey we're a fad you know you've got to be training for five years before you fit in you know we really try to make it so that when you step in the door hopefully you getting over yourself and us helping will help with that experience and that's another reason again someone who comes in and meets with me for 10 minutes you're not wearing a gi i don't even want you to train i want you to come in and see the class and they get about five minutes in they go oh this isn't as bad as i thought this yeah. is a lot better. And so we've been doing that recently the last few months, and I really like it because they, they just they get to come smell the sweat mm-hmm. in, a, in a very good way. Yeah. They, they get to come in and they go, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought. And if they don't fit in, by the way, they squirm, yeah. right? And it's, and it's like, oh, I don't fit in here. And it's like, oh, that's great. Hey, yeah, see you. <laughs> totally, yeah, totally fine. And so there's, that's what's kind of cool about it. tribes everywhere. Yeah. This... this uh, uh, this learning too that us, us adults have so much that we still need to learn, but these, these kids need it too. They need it so much, right? Your boys train and, um, these, these kids need jujitsu. They need to learn how to problem solve. They need to learn how to, again, even just that, that I talked about earlier about 
leaving your crappy day behind you, right? I'm like, okay, look, when you step on the mats, you leave your day behind you, even if it's a bad day. It's not fair if you've had a crappy day, you show up and you treat people horribly, right? And so guess what? You turn 16, you get your first job in customer service. You've got that skill down of I've had a bad day. I still have to put a smile on my face when I'm delivering pizzas or I'm doing whatever, right? And it's like jujitsu helps teach these kids how to be men and women. Yeah. And, uh, and so as much as I'm helping adults as well, these kids, I'm trying to help them too, right? Yeah. Um, cause man, they, they, they need jujitsu and it helps them so much. Oh, <laughs> it, it does. I, we've told you the story of our middle, our middle kid, Luke, there was a kid on the playground, <clears throat> kept pushing him. Yeah. You know, he, he told the teacher, Hey, this kid's pushing me. The teacher's like, okay, well, if it happens again, let me know. And you know, the kid's physically pushing him and running after him and chasing him. And finally the kid goes, if you don't, or Luke says, if you don't stop, like I'm going to stop you. Yes. So the kid doesn't stop. And Luke didn't tell us this for like a month. And he, he finally tells Kira. And I don't know why. We don't like get mad at him when he tells us stuff. And uh, he's like, oh, I, so I, I put the kid in, I think it was monkey. Yes. Put him in monkey position. Back position. Yeah, in monkey back, back position. And um, until he stopped. Uh, but, but, but I didn't choke him out, Mom. <laughs> it was like he just, he sat on the kid. He yes. did exactly what he was supposed to do. And we were like, Luke, we're proud of you. That's yes. awesome. He used verbal jujitsu first. He He's gave like, him hey, an ultimatum stop. too, which is a great exactly. skill. Yeah. Now the same thing is kind of popping up with him on on a, the bus. He said there's a kid that that's smacking him around. He's like, I I could stop him, but you know I I just want to figure out another way. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. You know, in his mind, he's like, I know I could. I could beat the crap out of this kid. I feel I like Luke, to. out of out of your boys, he's probably he, he's pretty timid. Yeah. Compared compared probably to the others. For um, sure. And with the jujitsu, I have people who come in, I'll have, I'll have girls that are 12 and just have, they're, they're very shy or they're very, you know, innocent. And I'm like, look, me teaching them jujitsu, I'm not going to get rid of their, like their calmness, their, their shyness, believe it or not. Like some of that's a gift. Like that's part of their personality. Jujitsu is not going to destroy that. He's still going to be a calm, timid person. I don't know if timid's a positive word or not, but, um, But he's, he's still going to be the way he is, but also be confident at the same time, right? He's still looking for trying to do something else, for but sure. also if he needs to, he can use it. And so, I don't know, it's, it's not, it's not a, a boot camp where I'm going to make him into monsters. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that's that. That's what I you thought know? was cool is he was just like, I could. Yeah. Like yep. that's, that's showing that's some all major maturity right there. Yep. Like that's, that's a, a life lesson that, you know, someone maybe in their thirties and forties, they're like, this kid was punching me so i beat the crap out of him yeah or you could have walked away knowing that you could have beat the crap out of him again back to how our society is just great um but but really though as a community and as all communities you know in the country it's funny how we are so anti-fighting anti-jujitsu like we don't we don't want i mean in general like even if you're defending yourself you get suspended you still get in trouble you still right and it's like what have we done to take care of bullying bullying awareness we put up signs we you know we make it more prevalent we make it more prevalent we talk you know it's like i don't think it's ever and this is not even just for kids but we have our own equivalents to our adult world but um what we're doing isn't working there are always going to be bullies in this world there's always going to be people who 
don't know what they're doing or they're, they're yeah. learning how to grow or they're treating people in, you know, inappropriately. And instead of us just, you know, growing awareness, let's, let's help that person who's being bullied, yeah. learn how to fight back. And it was interesting. I, um, we, we talk, we do a lot of talk, especially as parents, we want so much for our kids, but we're not willing to do anything to actually solve the problem. It's really interesting. Yeah. Right? Well, there's, there are probably a lot of parallels <clears throat> in kids getting bullied, bullied and bullying and social media. Yeah. And, you know, cause we're kind of sitting back and someone says something and we feel bad about it, but there's that. Man, we're mature, we're mature adults until we get online and yeah. we, we turn into kids again. Adults are just big babies. That's uh, my opinion. But I was trying to research you last night, and uh, you haven't posted anything since like 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty impressed. Uh, like that's awesome. Yeah, I, I um, I'm on on social media mostly for work, and yeah. then uh, I don't know. I just I have so many different people that I know from so many different places that, uh, man, sometimes I want to jump in. But you have you have real <laughs> friends. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope so. Right? Yeah, I would think so. But yeah, we, we definitely have our adult equivalents too. And, um, yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I appreciate everything that you've been teaching me and, uh, not, not just the physical aspect, but the mental aspect. And, um, I know our kids have benefited from, from it a lot. And I would love, uh, like I, I say gymnastics and jujitsu for kids. Yes. Cause gymnastics, body awareness, learning how to fall, doing some cool tricks. You know, that's, it's cool to be able to do a back tuck or a back handspring. Yeah. Um, we've had kids Lincoln run when he's five years old and he trips and he just rolls out of it where, you know, some other kids might kind of fall on their face face. and everything. And and then jujitsu with the self-defense aspect and the life lessons and all the stuff that comes along with it. Like, man, if kids could do any two things, and that's, and that's why I'm like, I'm so pro jujitsu, right? And I'm like, everyone needs it. I'm like, it's the best, but your kid should be involved. And even you, you should be passionate about something like even your kid, like let have them do something. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, for example, this is probably one of the biggest deterrents that I have when parents come in, for example, sometimes I'll have a, a, a parent come in and they're like, yeah, we want to do jujitsu, but we just need to, we need to schedule it around horseback riding and this and this and this. And they're doing like 10 things. Right. And like yeah. some, like some parents can do that. I, I can't yeah. imagine doing oh, that with my kids. That's right. Tough. But, um, and maybe that's fine. Some people do more, some people do less, but have your kid do something and commit to it. Right. Have them do something that that's going to help them become a better person. And what yeah. I mean by that, this is my biggest frustration with, with the kids. And it's not actually the kids, it's the parents that I fight, right? Yeah. Is I will have a kid who needs a lot of help and I do a lot to help that kid. I, 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 I'm a lot of discipline involved, right? I, I, again, I have 200 kids that I teach. Um, I do, I go through a lot of work to help him be a good part of that class and be a good person. Right when I start to make some progress, with that child, guess what happens? He quits right away, right? And I'm like, wait a second, why do the parents pull him out right when he starts to make some progress? Yeah. It's because the kid's in charge. Yeah. There's no, there's no commitment, right? And so right when that kid starts to get uncomfortable and starts to see some change, right? You have the maturity to go, oh man, this, this, this is changing me. I, okay, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this, right? This is different. I've gotta push through what? What you yeah. said, six months or whatever. I've gotta push through that uncomfortableness. The kids can't stand it. But the kid's in charge. The kid decides when he quits, when he starts, oh, I want to do this instead, or I just don't want to do anything, right? And it's like, 
we parents maybe and and it, you know again I won't tell you how to parent, but you know there's maybe on the bad end I can't force my kid to to do things that they don't want to do, but man when you commit something have them have them learn to lose have them learn to to be uncomfortable have them learn to 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 change you know what yeah. I mean and become a better person. But I struggle with the idea of people coming in and saying, hey, I have these problems or my kid has this problem. I want you to fix them, but I don't want you to treat them any differently. I want you to, to give them special treatment as well. Yeah. And so it's interesting. Well, and it doesn't take anything away from parents, but they have three kids, four kids. You've had thousands over, <laughs> you know, over the last 30 years. Uh, <laughs> I always say I'm, I'm not a very, uh, I'm very new parent. But uh, hopefully I've got some parenting ideas. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would imagine coaches that have coached many, many kids uh, are, I, I don't know, there should be some study. Someone should do a study on how they parent versus parents that yeah. have never coached a kid. You know what my it's biggest... probably very different. You know what my biggest one is, and this has to do with like making them commit to things, is uh, follow up with what you say as a parent. You know what I'm saying? When you tell your kid, hey... You need to do this. If you don't do this, this is going to happen, yeah. right? And uh, uh, if you don't follow up, your your kids are going to see right through you. I've been in a. I've taught high school classes too. We're in a room of thirty teenagers. What do they do for the first? Oh, they're going to test first the few teacher. minutes. What do they do for the first few weeks? They test you to see if you're, if you're, uh, what? Yeah, if you're going to be a pushover. If you're a if pushover you're gonna... is what I was looking for. They're they're looking to see if you're a pushover or not. And I am afraid that a lot of uh, us parents were pushovers, right? Um, and what's funny is I'll have a kid who's who's coming down the stairs to come train, and mom is yelling at her really loud, right? Why is she yelling? Because nothing else works, yeah. right? And doesn't even phase the kid, right? And they come step on my mats, and I tell them to do something, and if they don't do it, they know how many times does coach ask? I ask one time. I don't ask more than that. It doesn't take very long for them to listen, right? It's really interesting because parents are like, what, what do you do? What is it? And I'm like, I, I tell them what res- to do. They respect you. And they respect me. They understand that there will be a, a natural consequence, right? Whether good or bad. Yeah. Right. And again, it's not being me, me being a jerk, but, um, it, it helps these kids. Kids need structure. They need to know whether good or bad that you're going to follow up, right? Teenagers yeah. need to know that, that there will be, that there is structure. And, and here's the balance is I can be as hard as I want on a, a young kid to help him improve as long as he knows that I still love him yeah. and I'm not going to hold a grudge against him by next class. I can be as hard on him as I want. And that's what's cool about it. Parents struggle with that. They don't want me to be hard on him, but yeah. they want him to change. Yeah. It's like if you want to see change, man, I've got right. to do a lot of work to get that. And you've got to be in that uncomfortable state. And it's okay for kids to be uncomfortable. I'm probably a selective pushover. Like they probably know what they can't push over and what they and what can. they can because it's <laughs> you know if it's gymnastics or jujitsu, it's like no, you're just going. Yes. Like that's just how it is. And I know you don't want to right now, and it's hard, and you train a lot, but you're just going. And yeah. here's all the reasons why. It's it it's good. You just don't see that it's good right now. Yeah. But something else, they're probably like, Dad, I don't want to do this. I'm like, okay, cool, me either. That's fine. <laughs> so that's fine. It's awesome. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time today, um, and just all the time, all the time. You 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 do so much um, for the community and, and for all your students, and it's very much appreciated. And I think there's a lot of effort there that goes unseen, uh, even for you 
was just amazing to become a black belt. Yeah. In jiu-jitsu, it's not, you know, two, three years you get a black belt. You're. It's more than any of my schooling that yeah. I've done uh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's cool is when you see a, a, a jiu-jitsu black belt, you're like, oh, oh, you've put in time. Like, yeah. that would mean more to me than, you know, if I was like, going to hire for a job or something, you know, like then a college degree, which there's nothing like not taking anything away from that. No. But the commitment that's involved to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu, insane. And that's, that's what I say is there's so much commitment just to getting a black belt. And I always try to emphasize, look, um, not just me, but even even my dad, my instructor, and Professor Strack, my, you know, the people who are my instructors, they did so much to help jiu-jitsu become here now. And specifically, yes, I'm, I'm the one that's helped bring it to Rexburg in a way, right? Um, I remember driving down three hours to Utah every week, so that me and dad, mostly dad, right, could go work on his black belt to get the jujitsu needed to bring it up here. Yeah. Remember us jumping in the car, driving 14 hours to Seattle, training for three hours, and then driving straight back, like no breaks, no hotels, yeah. nothing. That's like, imagine, like, would you do that, right? Would 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 the new guy do that? He did, so yeah. that we can have jujitsu where it is now. And so there's a lot of sacrifice put in, I agree. And we just love being here and we love helping people. That's That's our joy is... Um, we, we, we just are glad to be able to do it. And, um, it's great, great being in Rexburg and it is, uh, great being able to help people. It's such a learning experience though, to get to come in and do it. I've grown in the past two years more than I have in any other point in jujitsu. And it may not even be physical jujitsu. I've learned a lot and it's mostly again, patience (laughs) for sure. Learning how to, how to be nice, be kind to other people. And, um, so yeah, it's just, it's a pleasure to get to be here. So. The skills that are involved there too, you know, a, a coach, a coach really has to understand. I heard something about <clears throat> flight instructors. Mm-hmm. They're like, Hey, I was, I thought I was a decent pilot until I became a flight instructor. Then I became a great pilot. Yeah. And like probably the same with almost every coaching and you know, you will react and do the moves when you're in it. Now you know what you've learned over the last few years is you have to understand it. Yeah. Which is going to make you even better. Yeah. It's cool. And that's why actually, you know, what's really cool. What, what we try to do is, um, it's about around purple belt area, about five, six years into jujitsu, you start covering classes for me and it's not, uh, so I get a break. It's just, you, you get to start taking a teaching role. It's actually cause it's your next point of learning is What's special about so much jujitsu is is we can we not only have good jujitsu but we can convey it and explain it to someone who's brand new. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. We have amazing instructors. We have amazing teachers. Is who we have. We've got some great teachers. You'll go to a, a seminar somewhere in the world where he's a world champion. He has amazing jujitsu in his brain, but he can't can't speak For sure. it. Right. Yeah. And so that's what's really special is is uh, again. Um, and I guess that's kind of big shoes for me to fill with my instructors is they have PhDs in education, you know, like yeah. they've gone to school in this too. Um, so I, I have big shoes to fill, but, um, those, those are the kind of guys that you're learning from. And yeah. yes, when you start having to teach it, man, you start, oh, yeah. <laughs> start learning. And again, I mean that specifically teaching jujitsu. I've taught jujitsu actually for a long time. I mean that specifically coming and, and running a business and, and uh, coming to Rexburg, doing doing my own thing in Rexburg, a lot of uh, learning involved um, with social. Just just for sure. Again, not even jujitsu, just a lot of learning. Being that that example 
um, and people look to you to see how you're going to respond. And um, yeah, a lot of learning lessons. So, yeah. and a lot of it is I get to watch my instructors and what they've done the last 20 years and the mistakes they've made. For sure. And then I don't have to make it. Yeah. <laughs> that's you look at your parents, right? Always, always <laughs> yeah. look, look at the next, but um, so that that's helpful as well. But, and they'll help you reach the level that you want to reach. And then you'll go beyond their level. Not that there needs to be put levels on it, but you're going to go yeah. beyond their level. Do even better. And yeah, then you're going to find your own mistakes and you're yeah. going to learn from them. And that's something that over the last however many years in jiu-jitsu, you've learned that it's okay to fail. It's okay yep. to, to make a decision and you're like, oh, that was the wrong decision. I just got choked. That's okay. Yeah. Because uh, in jiu-jitsu, <clears throat> you can tap and then you get to restart over. Yep. It's all good. Again, principles learned in combat. I'm learning them in, in yeah. life. Sometimes I have to learn them over and over. Well, that's okay. <laughs> then, then we're, we're similar in that regard. So, uh, it's okay to fail. Yes. It's good. Um, again, thank you. And, uh, well, really quick, where can people find you? Um, cause obviously not on, uh, your personal social media. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, we have a Facebook page. It's so much jujitsu Academy Rexburg. And um, we have Academy in Idaho Falls as well. So, um, you know, you might be in either of those areas besides that we're in Ohio, but, um, so I'm on Facebook. Um, our, our, uh, websites, Rexburg, BJJ, BJJ is like Brazilian jujitsu. Cool. So it's Rexburg, BJJ.com. And, um, yeah, we're here in town. So that's what we do for, for people who, who want to come in and, and meet the team is come, come in and come meet me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's very friendly. It's a great environment. Come meet the team. And so that's usually what I do is, um, you know, jump on our website, give me a call. Um, but come in and come, come meet us and see if this is for you. So it's a blast. Well, and I agree. People should go and meet you and, and see if it's for them. Cause it's, it's pretty awesome. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks man. We'll see you soon. Thank you.